A fault is a weakness, a defect, a fracture. Faults divide, tear, and consume. Here in the city of Chester's chasm, we struggle to maintain that precarious balance over the precipice in the earth, in our lives, and in our hearts. This story is about four teenagers with faults of their own. The fault between my faith and freedom. The fault between my family and identity. The fault between my choice and my obligation. The fault between my life and death. As these fractures grow, we stand at the edge and ask what must we sacrifice to sate the void's endless hunger? Is it possible that the answer lies within all our faults? Greetings and welcome to All Our Faults, a Monster Hearts 2 actual play podcast. I am your host and MC for this series, Mistress Winter. Before we begin tonight's episode, we have a special message from one of our cast members regarding a particularly difficult scene toward the end of the chapter. Let's give it a listen. Hello, this is Abby Marie Carter, voice of Selim the Hunted. I'd like to take a moment to provide a special content warning for this episode, as well as some context. In this chapter, there is a scene of veiled sexual violence against my character. Sexual assault is a serious topic that deserves awareness. Awareness of its pervasiveness, awareness of its aftermath, and awareness of how to support a survivor. To the last, we have included some resources for anyone who may need them in the show notes. As a survivor of sexual harassment, assault, and rape myself, I felt it was incredibly important to include this scene in the final edit. It allows myself and my character to deal with the victimhood thrust upon us as a result of the horrific ordeal, while also bringing this very serious issue to the forefront to raise more awareness of it and its survivors. That being said, we recognize how triggering this topic can be. If a scene like this would trigger you, please feel free to skip over this scene in the episode and come back to listening once it's over. Your safety is of the utmost importance. Thank you for listening, and as always, keep your hearts safe. Thank you, Abby. Further shoutouts and thank yous after the show. Chapter 2 what we leave behind. The rest of your book club will go on for the next hour or two before you are released for the day. Allowed to leave school if you wish. Stay in school if you're going to study or do student-related activities. What's everyone doing? If no one else has a specific thing, I'd like to search out Juanita and kind of check in with her. I feel like it's been a little bit since I've seen her. You will find... Miss Hastings in the cafeteria cleaning up after the day. The older lady is putting away some of the large steel pans and such. 
I think by way of greeting, I take the heavy things out of her hands and just start putting them where they go. I've I've done this a million times. I know where everything lives. And I think that we are comfortable enough with each other that I don't even need to say like, hi, I'm here or announce myself at all. I just appear and start putting things away for her. She still kind of gives you a look. Others' burdens are not yours to take on. You take on too much, you're going to be crushed under the weight of it. You're not others. I am just a woman. Well, you're the only one of us who believes that. How was your summer, Chad? Long, eventful, auspicious, I suppose would be the word some people would use. Auspicious? How so? You know, I'm getting older and the expectations are getting a little bit more daunting. I always felt like I had more time, but I'm already, you know, a junior and then I'll be a senior and then I'll be an elder, I guess. Yes, well... Your passage into manhood is not to be defined by anyone but yourself. Sure, we have, in this country, we have laws dictating when you can do what, at what age, but your progression, your growth as a person is only actualized by yourself, not by any trials or tribulations that others set before you. So I hope you remember that. Try. How are things at the restaurant? Business good? Oh, yeah. It's picked up a little bit since all those COVID mandates and such have fallen away. I'm sure the takeout liquor laws being relaxed uh, didn't hurt anything either. (laughs) No, it did not. One of the things that the pandemic absolutely did not quelch are people's love of booze. Aren't you supposed to be going home, John? What are you doing here? Home will be there whenever I get there. You were busy at lunchtime today, so I didn't want to disturb you, and just felt wrong to leave before I at least got to say hello and make sure you were still okay, see if there was anything you needed. You don't need to worry about an old lady, I am just fine. Though I say that, I turn to ask you a return question. How is your mama? The same. Still haunting the halls of the house. Her or those came before? I mean, at this point, aren't they one and the same? That does not bode well. If it gets bad, you let me know. I know. I will. All right. Thanks, Juanita. Sure. Now, make sure you take out the trash before you leave. Of course. And he hefts two giant garbage bags (laughs) (laughs) and just takes them out to the dumpster. Very good. What about the other three? What are you doing? I haven't done enough pining today. I'd like to go find William. It takes you a little time to track him down. He is still at school, but he's out on the grounds. What little ground there is for this school to exist on in the middle of the city. Can I watch him through a window? Sure. Uh, That's ideal. Yeah. (laughs) Lurking. Mm -hmm. He is crouched down in the school community garden. He's got a little notebook open that he's scrolling into. Good, I'm gonna take my camera out and snap a photo or two, just of him in quiet contemplation. And then I'll probably wait a moment, just watching, before I go outside and maybe get a little closer. He's chewing a bit on the end of his pencil as he contemplates over the small bush of flowers that have sprouted from the garden. He straightens as you close in, kind of looks up and spots you lingering in the peripheral. 
Can I run away? Yes, you can. Before he sees me? I want to try anyways. Give me a runaway. So that's a nine. All right. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I say shit for the character's sake, but I love the consequences. <laughs> that's where my jam is. Uh, on a seven to nine, you get to run away, but you choose one. You run into something worse. You cause a big scene or you leave something behind. I will leave something behind and I want you to pick the worst possible thing. Bird, what trinket or gift had you given Michael when you were dating? I think I would have given him like a little keychain that's like a little magnifying glass because I'm always looking for the truth and I thought I found it in Michael. That's freaking adorable and I love it and I love the trauma that's going to come with this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, you bolt and your vampire quickness is uncanny. In moving, you go to remove your keys on habit since you used to have a car. Don't anymore. And as you pull the keys free, the keychain gets snagged and it falls into the grass behind you as you run away. I love this mess. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> So you race away, unaware of what happens to both the charm and William. Bert? Yeah, I think I need to head to my part-time job at Greasy Gary's Pizza Delivery. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Greasy Gary's Pizzeria. You ride your bike furiously off to make it on time and burst in through the doors of this pizzeria that should have died a long time ago, but has only survived because it is the only pizzeria within a several mile radius. The owner, Haran Shaha, immediately begins berating you as you burst through the door. You were supposed to be here an hour ago to start these deliveries. Yeah, I had to, at school, and there was a, I had to be a part of a yearbook club for my studies, you know. Is this yearbook helping you get your A's? Are you going to succeed at school? If not, then you need to be here. Okay, I mean, it was it was part of, I have to join a club to look good on resumes and college and everything. So it, it, it all you works. You don't need college. You just need to work here so that you can make money and make a successful business like Ron. Okay. I mean, you don't want me to make one a successful business like yours because you're the only pizzeria in town, and so I don't want to compete with you, so... Uh, you have a good mind for business, and I hope you keep it, but you first need to keep your job. So, I've got several orders already waiting for you. They're getting cold. Get to the living. Uh, of course. You go through your first three or four orders, no problem. They're pretty quick and simple. Yeah, there's some customer complaints about it being cold, but that's what an oven's for. Right. Your last one, however, is a strange address. And when you Google Maps it or whichever app you decide to use, you find that it belongs to Windermere Manor, the abandoned house up on the bluffs of Cape Mead. When I see the address and realize where we are, I'm going to calmly like slip my hand in my pocket and put my Reaper ring on just in case anything goes south. Squiffy. Yeah. And then I will grab the pizzas and then uh, approach the door. The trek up the bluffs to the manor is a rough one. Very steep. 
You eventually crest over the bluffs and the shell of the manor rises like broken ruins above the cliffs. The place is largely dark and quiet. No signs of life anywhere. All right, I am going to kind of collect myself because I'm like excited that something weird's happening, but <laughs> I'm still very new to like my powers and what's going on. So like trying to manage like, oh, this is happening, but then like, oh shit, like this is actually happening. So I'm just going to, okay, you got this, you got this. You're Burt Ransom, you're Burt Ransom. Got it, got it, got it. Chosen by death. Okay. And then walk towards the door and knock or ring the doorbell if there's one present. The interior remains quiet, your knocks echoing into the interior. You knock again after a moment of hearing nothing. Just before you turn away, the door slowly unlatches, creaking in its place and begins to shake in its threshold. So do I see anything or just the place is shaking and the door is slowly opening? So the handle has turned, the door is shaking in its threshold. Okay, I'm gonna take a step, like jump back off the porch onto like the lawn and then kind of just see what happens. Do Do I know if anything's happened in this area recently? Like any of my notes? The Windermere Manor and the lighthouse that also calls Cape Mead Bluffs their home are associated with one of the founders of Chester's Chasm, Captain Jameson Windermere, who shared this home with his adoring wife, Adina. But Captain Windermere was lost at sea over a hundred years ago, and Adina had fallen from the lighthouse shortly after. There's a bit of paranormal tourism surrounding the manor and the lighthouse, as they believe that Adina still haunts the places, waiting for her captain love to return. One of the strange mysteries is that this manor has somehow avoided all attempts at restoration, and despite its level of disrepair and ill maintenance, has refused to collapse. All right, I think I'm gonna set the pizzas down on the ground and then walk back towards the door and attempt to open it. Just as you reach out to the handle, the door bursts open and standing before you is a ghostly visage. And when I say ghostly, you see a man dressed in a tricorn hat and the coat and breeches of the late 1800s of a sailor. Uh, the pizza you order is here. The man looms over you for a moment before his scowl turns to... Oh, awesome. Fantastic. Uh, we've been waiting a while. It's been a long... with the traffic and everything. You guys are kind of the last on the list, but it's it's here if you, if you wanted it. Perfect. Thanks, man. It reaches into... Crap. I think I left my wallet and my jeans. Give me a second. <laughs> it happens. I get it. He comes back with a few bills that he, he hands you and he's like, uh, where's the pizza? Oh, it's it's on the it's on the lawn. Sorry, the whole the whole shaking of the house kind of freaked me out, but I can go grab it for you real quick. You got to be careful. The, the, the lawn's wet. Did the pizza soak through? I, I hope not. And I could like rush over there. Come and on, man. Away. OK, well, just the whole thing. 
was unsettling. I did, wasn't really ready for that. Why did you open the door like that? It was stuck. Okay, well... It was hard to get open. Of course, of course. I hand him the pizzas. He'll take pizza. This place doesn't have an oven, man. Well, here is a... And I'll just, like, scrawl my notebook, like... Here's a coupon. Next time you order, ask for me, and I can get you my employee discount for the pizza. I got you. 30 minutes or it's free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Safe trip back. Actually, I wanted to talk to you real quick. You know, you being of another world, have you noticed any strange activity going on in this area? I mean, legend tells that Captain Windermere and his wife Adina still haunt this very place. Oh, uh, that's that's what we tell the tourists anyway. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, any any more things breaking the cycle of life and death? I, I feel like you'd be the first most authority on this. I I don't know where you get that. I'm I'm just <laughs> just a reenactor, dude. Okay. Well, you know, if you ever want to fight the forces of evil that you pretend to be. Let me know. I'm trying to recruit some help, so. Right. Okay. Good luck with that. I, I will let you know if we run into a DNA or anything. Okay. I see you're being sarcastic, but I do have, I hand him a business card. Please let me know. I, I do have some experience in such things. So yeah, in case a real Captain Windermere shows up or anything. Maybe you should look at uh, giving up your delivery job and being one of the paranormal tour hosts here. I could. I could I could look into that. Yeah, but I mean, Greasy Gary does give me office space, which I kind of need. So unless you guys have offices available here. No. Okay. That kind of ruins it, but... <laughs> Thanks for the offer. I'll keep it. I'll keep it in mind. Maybe a, a third hustle. I've got a couple of hustles going, so. Good luck. Tips his tricorn hat and goes to close the door. Thanks, Captain. Head back to my bike. Before you take off from there, you will, out of the corner of your eye, see a young woman at a window on the second floor of the manor. But when you look, she has vanished. I think... Me looking away is me trying to grab a business card and like hold it up to the window and she's not and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. And I just put it back in my pocket. Very good. Celine. After school, I'd probably check on Ella and ask her about her day and then make sure she gets home and go over to um, Powerline Tattoo. Is that the name? Yep. I would go there. All right. Are you taking Ella to Powerline, or are you... No, I would make her go home. Or go do whatever she wants, just not accompany me. <laughs> I won't force her to go home, as long as she's not doing stupid stuff. You and Ella take the late bus home, and Ella will be quiet the whole time. That's not normal for her, right? No, it's not. So during the bus ride, I will definitely... How was your first day? It was okay, I guess. I really didn't know what I was doing. And I'm not in any classes with any of my friends. Well, it's, it's, it's only the first day, so you'll learn. And you can still see your friends at lunch and after school. And you can make new friends. Yeah, I guess so. Did something happen? No, no. Though, I admit, I got a little jealous, I guess. Of what? Do you know Sarah Paisley? Do I? Probably in name only. Okay. 
She is an upperclassman who is a rising social media influencer. Yeah, I mean, I know of her more than anything. I don't know that we've ever spoken. Somebody showed me one of her recent Paisley posts. She only posted it like that morning. And by lunchtime, she had hundreds of thousands of views and comments and shares and all this other stuff. And I'm like, how does one even do that? Quick question for the MC. Does Ella know that I'm half fae? Do my stepfather and my half-sister know that the fae exist? That is so up to you. I think my stepdad knows. I don't think Ella does. It sounds perfectly reasonable. I'll just kind of be staring at her, trying to, like, mitigate my own. This is what you care about? Are you kidding me? I'm out here fighting <laughs> for my life, and you're worried about social media followers? Okay, but I'm going to definitely try and not let it show on my face, and just... I didn't know you were interested in social media. And thank you to roll like keep your cool. Oh, goody. Cold. I'm not good at that one, either. Oh, we're off to an awful start, and it got worse. <laughs> uh, that would be a two. Oh, shit. Your disdain seeps out in your voice. As confused as she is, she backpedals. No, I, I'm not. It's it's not important. Yeah, just forget forget I said anything. No, Ella, I'm sorry. I'm just just been really tired lately. That's all. Stuff with my dad. I know you know that. I haven't been to see him in a while and stuff, so I just... There's just a lot on my mind. I didn't mean to take it out on you. I'm sorry. It's whatever. I mean, it's fine. Um, I'm being stupid anyway, so... Uh, oh, good. We're home. The bus will pull up and she'll grab her bag and shuffle past you as quickly as possible to get home. I feel like the worst sister, and I will just... I'll follow her off the bus, but I'll just kind of watch her walk home. And then I will turn and walk the other way to go to Powerline Tattoo. How are you going to Powerline? Uh, I figured I'd just walk. I think that's what I do mostly. I definitely don't have my own car. We can't afford that. So I figured I'd just walk. I don't think it's insanely far from my house. Maybe a 20, 30 minute walk. The more you're outside, that sinking feeling, that vulnerable feeling begins to arise. At its peak, you feel like someone's prey, a rabbit being stalked by a large predator. I think once it reaches its peak, I would start running to get to the tattoo parlor as fast as I possibly can. Give me a runaway. It's volatile, right? Volatile, yeah. I'm great at this one. It's like what the whole uh, skin is based around. <laughs> oh, and do you remember to take your experience points for failing? I, I think you're the only one who's failed so far. A nine. Success with consequences. You run into something worse, you cause a big scene, or you leave something behind. Ah, uh, what has the most potential for drama? You know what? I don't think I've ever picked this option in all of the time I've played Monster Hearts, so I'm gonna go with I run into something worse and see what happens. Which I don't know what something worse would be. Then again, I guess I don't know specifically what I'm running for at this moment. You round the corner to head up toward Powerline Tattoo and 
perched around a stoop between you and the business are a small gang who perk up in the most off-putting way as they spot the lone young woman that has just turned down their street. Hey, babe, why don't you come over and show us a good time? I would like to give myself the condition trapped using my move cornered rat so that I get a plus one and lash out physically should I need it. They begin to peel themselves off of the stoop, moving in a weird formation towards you. Some stretching out into the street to canvas a larger area and prevent forward progress. I'll like back myself up against the wall and try to keep like inching towards the tattoo parlor. About how far away am I from it? About a block. Okay, so if I scream really loudly, they might be able to hear me. (laughs) And I'm just going to try and continue inching very slowly, like along the wall towards the tattoo parlor, keeping my eyes trained on whoever the uh, leader seems to be. The lead short person, hair buzzed in all kinds of strange patterns. Say, uh, we're bringing trip pants back. You don't know what trip pants are? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she's young. I, yeah. knew, that was, I um, knew that was gonna be the response. They're like super wide bell bottoms with lots of pockets and straps, mostly worn by uh, emo and punk Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure I've seen them yeah. then. I just didn't know what they were called i'm googling it right now oh okay yeah i do know what they are i just didn't know they were called that so i do know (laughs) he uh closes in putting an arm on the building right in your path what's a little thing like you doing all alone just going for a walk yeah well uh why don't you come why don't you come walk with us We're, we're a good bunch right no, thank you. I have somewhere I need to be. Oh, come on. I I think you can spare us a little time. And he's like getting closer, pressing in tight. I'm going, I'll kind of press myself up, like kind of back against the stone and turn my head as his head is coming towards mine, but only for a second. And then I'll like lean into him essentially and just maybe I can spare a minute or two that's what I'm talking about and then I want to try and shove him away as hard as I possibly can when he's not expecting it perfect uh give me a lash out physically and I think I have a plus one now oh god damn it uh that would be a four so I don't do shit he's expecting it when you go to shove him, he grabs your wrists and pins you to the wall. I won't fight as he does that. I'll just let him once he pins me to the wall. As your other attackers close the circle around you, their leader leans in and breathes you in deep like an animal scenting its kill. When he brings his face up to yours, his eyes have changed. The irises are illuminated with a ghostly blue flame instead of the dull brown that they were just a moment ago. 
A low growl escapes his throat, and the voice that follows ignites a cold, paralyzing fear in you. Those who join the hunt are only rewarded when they have claimed their prey. In a snap, the mob falls upon you. Uh, I do think if I can't find that opportunity before anything actually happens, I will scream and I will scream uh, Willow's name as, like at the top of my lungs. Moments later, Willow and her brother Carson burst out of the front of their tattoo parlor, wielding a couple of bats. Hell yeah. It takes them only a moment to judge the threat, but then they are sprinting down the street. The toughs see the threat coming and take off, shouting for their friends to break off as well. But the one holding you hostage is lost in his particular brand of violence. So he doesn't release you until there is this metal thwack and he crumples, falling away from you and ends up bleeding on the sidewalk. I will kind of fall to the side, scrambling to get away from him and kind of watching in horror at what's happening. Carson runs off the the uninjured, maybe taking a swing at a few who are hesitant to leave their friend behind. Get his kneecaps. <laughs> While Willow lands a few more blows on the sod at your feet. When she's satisfied, she spits on it, saying, stupid bendejo, gathers you up, helps you re rearrange your, your clothing and such, and helps you into the tattoo parlor where you'll be safe for the time being. I'll be like trembling as she does that. As you are helped into the tattoo parlor power line, there is a customer still in the chair. You see that Willow's needle gun has been hastily discarded on a tray nearby. Willow shouts some things in Spanish at the customer who responds in kind. There's some terse words thrown about before the customer throws up his hands and heads out. With his, like, half-done tattoo? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no. Carson sees your look. Don't worry. We'll, we'll take care of him. Give him a discount on the, on the final thing. Are you okay? I don't know. It all happened really, really fast. Did they... They didn't hurt you too bad, did they? No. No, they didn't. Okay. You, you guys got there quick enough. I screamed at the right time. Good, good. Uh, Willow helps you into one of the seats. I just kind of immediately curl in on myself. <laughs> Hi, Mommy. Can I get you anything? No. Do you want something to drink? Like, I, I've got blankets. I, what do you need? What do you need? I'm okay. Or I've, I will be. I, I'm sorry. For what? I don't know. Then you got nothing to be sorry for. You don't worry about it. We're gonna take good care of you. Fucking assholes. Do they... Do they usually hang out near the shop? I don't think I've ever seen them before. 
they're one of the local gangs. I, I, I wouldn't even know, be able to tell you which one it was. Uh, there are just so many of them nowadays. They, they just get like cycle through, and then one takes over the other and kills some. It's yeah, yeah. I'll just be more careful. What, what are you doing out here this late anyway? I didn't want to go home. What's going on at home? Anything more than usual? I mean, I, th- I thought your, your your stepdad was nice. Your your mom's pretty okay. Yeah, yeah. My stepdad's great. You know, my mom is... She's great, too. They're all great. It's just, you know, stuff with, stuff with my dad and my sister. I really upset her today. Real quick, do they know about your lineage? I don't know. Because, like, I just... I don't know how the general public of Chester's Chasm even really reacts to those things. Because we have all these rumors and stuff. There's lots of superstition. But as far as the average person is concerned, the supernatural is just fantasy. Well, let me think. How long have I been going here and doing a, like, apprenticeship without doing an apprenticeship type thing? It's been several months. Definitely before the altercation in the Fey Realm. It's probably been a year or longer. Okay. So maybe about when you turn 16? Yeah. Um. So I think... I might have tried to tell Willow. I think I probably showed her my, my fey mark. I don't know how she would have responded, though. If she would have just thought it was a tattoo or... Yeah, I think she would have thought it was just a tattoo. I pretty quickly would have then, like, not continued to bring it up. Um, so for t- essentially what she and Carson would know, that I see my dad, I go spend time with him. Something has happened where I haven't been able to spend time with him lately. And I do have a follow-up question for you is, um, how often was I going to the Fey Realm? So, like, am, am I starting to feel the effects of not being able to go back to the Fey Realm yet? I would say yes, because you were, up until recently, uh, you'd been going every couple months, at least. Uh, but now you're, you've been out double what you normally are. So I've missed like two visits. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then so they'd know that something has happened with my dad where I haven't been able to go see him. And they'd also notice the change in me with the, the tiredness and whatever else happens when I as a fae have been out of the fae realm too long. But they wouldn't know anything more than that besides they think I got a tattoo really, really young. <laughs> So your your poppy, he's uh, he's he's like on the run, right? You know what? I be, I bet I bet it's immigration, isn't it? It's it's something. Yeah, he he's on the run, pretty much. I get this kind of look from well, when when me and my brother look at each other all the time, it's it's that our our parents are being persecuted, kind of thing. So we totally get it. Totally get it. Celine's just gonna stare at Willow as like the entire altercation that took place of like she is half fey in the fey realm, you know the castle because she's a half fey princess being attacked and she's just gonna like nod. Look, uh, we know some good immigration lawyers. Yes, I mean we wouldn't be able to pay for them because <laughs> uh, we're barely able to keep the lights on. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't expect that from. You, yeah. Uh, well, if if you need names, we we got names because we we've dealt with this kind of thing before. 
Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out for us. Our pirates got sent back, but, you know, we're, we're still here. So, that's something. Yeah. Thank you. I don't think that that would help. So I, don't, I just don't want you to think that I'm not taking your help. I just don't. Uh, no. Don't you worry about it, Mommy. It's all good. Uh, but but you're you're all right. You're not hurt. You you don't need like I think we got a first aid kit here somewhere. No, 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 no. I'm I'm okay. They didn't. I am unhurt physically. Good, good. Just feeling very hunted. <laughs> well, you always have a safe place here. And I, I I really appreciate that. That's why I I called for you. Yeah, we're we're always gonna be there as as often as we can. Okay. You got us. Now, how about we throw on some music? We do some salsa? You know how to dance, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good. And we're going to get some, we're going to order some food, make an evening of it. Okay. Um, I'll just, I'll text my mom real quick and let her know that I'm here. And uh, yeah, that's, that's all. You got it. And they will spend their evening trying to take your mind off the attack and to make you feel comforted and safe here. I will say that I think it works until it doesn't. So that it'll like start to work and then all of a sudden Celine gets paranoid again. Very good. On the way home, I think I will have taken a fairly long detour just to see if I can uh, leave a little bit of a bread- breadcrumb trail for some of my crows. On your way home, you're leaving your breadcrumb trail when you pass by a ill-maintained park and you see the wide bustles and skirts that Scarlet wears with her goth Lolita look. Fantastic. I think once I spot her, I will toss the last of the hamburger bun that I've been kind of crumbling to whatever crow is closest as a, as a treat. And I'll uh, walk up to her and say, oh, I didn't see you today. She doesn't even look up. She, too, is laying down some treats for the murder of crows at her feet. One alights on her gloved hand. Yes, well, some of us prefer to be invisible. I certainly understand that feeling. Did you have a good summer? I kept my time in the sun limited. I have celebrated the proper solstices and holidays, burned my candles, and that is as much light as I prefer to tolerate. How about you? No, I've been lighting some of my own candles and observing some of my own special moments. Faith is something to be revered depends to whom you direct that reverence. Is it the direction that matters so much, or is it whoever is there to receive it? In Dante's Inferno, first circle of hell is for the opportunists. The opportunists are those who never made a decision, never made a choice, let things happen to them, and waited for conflicts to die down, never taking a side. I wonder if you will inherit that circle. I never liked that book. I don't know that such things are inherited so much as they are chosen. Inactivity and indecision are choices in themselves. So when you say it doesn't matter the direction, I'd argue that it does. Because in by directing your energy to nowhere, you will get nowhere. Now if you are speaking more to the abstract nature of the divine, perhaps that can be a case. 
But I figured someone of your persuasion would have directed your prayers toward the god that you follow. And if that is not the case, then there's something to be said for exploring your options. Exploring has never really been my strong suit. I think I've always been better at patience and sort of seeing what would come my way. And who knows, maybe that is worthy of a circle of hell. We won't really know until we get there, will we? Perhaps. Have you ever had a tarot reading? Crispin wrinkles his nose a little bit at this, because I can't imagine any moment of my life where that would have ever been an option. Perhaps we should have one for you. Might give you some sense of direction and purpose, or at least awareness of your current situation. The first card of the Major Arcana, The Fool, tells the story of a young person just venturing out into life, seeing a vast land of opportunities and choices and adventure, wholly unaware of the hazards and the veritable cliffs that sit at his very feet. My point is that if you venture forward, make sure that you are keeping aware of your surroundings. You never know what fissures you may end up falling into. I think Crispin absorbs that last warning and nods thoughtfully. Um, and I think he turns his attention to the murder of crows dancing around for Scarlet's attention. And I think he'll say... I suppose it is the duty of each of us to use the gifts and the knowledge that we have to do the best that we can, and hope that the gifts that we have to share find the recipients that they're meant for. And I think with that, he will pull a little pocket full of like sequins that he found that have like fallen off the color guard uniforms near the band room. Um, and I think he'll kind of sprinkle those out for the crows to take. And unless Scarlet indicates that she has more to impart to him in this moment, he will bid her a friendly goodbye and continue on his way. The crows snatch up the colorful bits and abscond with them to their nests and homes in which to add them to their collection. Scarlet just watches you as you make your way home. I think I toss over my shoulder as I'm walking away. Don't stay out too late. There are too many dangers in the world. We shouldn't face them alone. The same goes for you. He doesn't react. He just keeps walking away. Thank you for listening to this episode of All Our Faults. A huge thank you to the Tabletop Tailspinners Network and director Emma Kokar for trusting us with our story. The cast and myself send out our love and mutual support to all who have experienced or been affected by sexual violence. It is unconscionable and happens to far too many, several of us here at AOF included. If you or someone you know are in need of help, please check out the support info in the show notes and remember that you are never alone. You can contact me on most socials at gmistresswinter, Juicy Garland at Juicy Garland, Abby Marie Carter on Instagram at Abby underscore Marie underscore Carter, Kat at Kat Kelly, and Ben at DJ underscore Blindian. Thank you. 
and may your hearts find comfort and peace. This has been a tale from the Tabletop Tailspinners Network.